Peeves nerds, this is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and we are back for our last Arrowverse. They're going to take a hiatus, and so are we, so we can talk about some other shows, films, and trailers. And with me tonight, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will. How are you doing tonight? I am doing well, Sarah. I think it's, it's a good time for us to take a hiatus from the Arrowverse. I mean, we've been enjoying talking about them, but I'm also, you know, also looking forward to talking about some other new things, but... Uh, but you know, this week ended on a on a pretty high note, so I think we're going to go out with uh, with a bang here for a little while. Yeah, we we definitely got some um, good episodes to talk about the highs and the lows and the twists. More importantly, and joining us this week because we promised our listeners that we would have a have new voices is another new voice. He is a Flash and DC enthusiast currently working on his own book and has been wanting to do something Arrowverse um, since the first episode. So please welcome Nick to the show. Hi, guys. How's it going? Good, man. Good. So oh. thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, I know we've uh, chatted some on Twitter, so uh, and I know you follow our show page, so welcome. Thank you. Yes, I we have talked in depth, I think, so about the Flash, at least. So I'm pretty excited to be here. That's so sweet, you guys. That you guys met <laughs> on Twitter. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think you were one of my first followers, or it may have been the opposite way. I forget, and then it kind of just yeah, it was like became a, like. Oh my God, he was we're, you were we're, his first we're, follow. We were no, we were we were part of the the to join, you know to go into like how on the Twitterverse things are everybody's OTF right now. So we were part of the OTF. Yes. <laughs> Original Teen Flash, I get it. Okay. No, he's still not. It's not a thing, Well, It's not a thing. I know he just thing. made it a thing. He just, I just nah, he made yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm just, I'm just having fun with uh, some of the fandom right now. It's just, it gets kind of, it gets kind of silly so, with uh, it does. all the, all the factions. <laughs> yes. So, so tell us, Nick, what, um, tell us a little about yourself in the sense of what is currently in your TV rotation, because we all have these shows that we tend to rotate mm-hmm. in and out of throughout the year. Um, I'd say hands down, it's, it's always been, for me, Supergirl, DC Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, um, been getting into Arrow as of late, obviously, and um, those are those are the main ones I definitely say. Um, Black Lightning is an up and coming thing, so been getting into that. Um, How about non CW shows? Any any mm-hmm. non, any non CW shows in your rotation? <laughs> so this is so I like anything to do with survival actually so um anything in that sense uh I've I've occasionally I guess you could say watched Naked and Afraid um and American Ninja <laughs> and American Ninja Warrior <laughs> So those are the other two non CW Yeah but we have uh, but even that had a CW tie-in called. Did Stephen Amell like do one of those one time? <laughs> he did. Yeah. He, no, he did do. Actually, his entire team did um, American Ninja Warrior. They all tried out for it, I believe. 
Yeah. Um, oh, well, and also how we sort of know each other is through um, when I was watching um, on Sci-Fi uh, Face Off. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That as well. So those are my key shows, I'd say. Um, key shows and off shows, I guess. How about you guys? I feel like I'm a part of, like, I'm, like, the third party to a first date that's happening right now, so I'm just going to mute my mic and you guys just go back and forth. So, Will, now you... That's <laughs> uh, like a bromance here, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is just feeling very bromantic, and I'm not sure if I should be, like, listening to this. Uh, <laughs> feel unsafe now. I don't it's not that I feel unsafe, it's just so funny. I'm like, oh, Will has a friend. Yeah. <laughs> now you make it sound like he has no friends. No, no, no. It's it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um so so before the show we were talking um in the pre show and you mentioned that you were very excited tonight specifically because you were just happy to rant and rave about these shows. And it dawned on me that last week we had a, another similar interaction with Veronica Rose who mentioned finally being being able to wave her geek flag. So why why is this becoming a thing where people are afraid to be nerds? Because I thought nerds were trending these days. I personally think that um, I just, I've never found someone that I could kind of be like, oh, yo, so did you see that um, episode of The Flash last night? Or like, um, unless I go to obviously Twitter, because then I know I have a family there. But um, it's just... I don't know. Um, that's an interesting question because you hear of all these like like Comic Cons and San Diego Con, and you hear about all these cons where all these people are, but yet in the general public, it's like it's not very talked about. Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know what is it like for you guys. Like, do you op- would you say you openly? Well, obviously, you have your own. Uh, podcast, but like outside of that, do you openly talk about these shows? Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Whenever go we get asked a question like without our names, it's always like, who's going to talk first? Are you uh, so talk I got to pinpoint it to uh, names. Okay. It's helpful. Same <laughs> 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 you have to. It's just helpful. <laughs> um, it's it, I. I think that part of the reason why these days I don't talk about the shows outside of the recording is because that's what the recording is for. That's what the podcast is for. Um, I remember the days when I wasn't affiliated with Cena Nerd. I, I did rant and rave about these shows to a lot of people, but as long as they also expressed the same interest, like it's hard to find people who watch all of these shows, mm-hmm. um, and are also deeply invested in all of these shows. And so I think that's a rarity, but I'm, I don't find it so hard to find at least one other person besides Will who's watched Game of Thrones religiously. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Robot is hard to come by, though. Mr. Robot is, which hard is to come surprising. By. Yeah, and that's a new up and coming one, though. I, think, oh, I feel it's like three, it's like three years, years old. In. 
Three years three. in now? Yeah. Yeah, three seasons. But it is so hard. But whenever, but it's funny when people come to it, they they love it. I'm out. Sarah told me about it. I think uh, end of maybe during season one or two, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'll catch you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. And then I finally did this past summer. I just binged it, and I'm like, Mr. Robot super fan now. But like sometimes the way I like talk brave about it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, not a bad thing. No, no, it's a great show. Um, but I I, I I agree with both your points. It is. I mean, there are a couple people I know who do watch the shows. Um, there was one person who used to work at the daycare center where my kids used to go to, and so they were like a huge fan. And, and her her nephew actually is a uh, published. He writes comic books, so oh. so we would have a lot of discussions, you know, outside. Um, and then there are a couple other people just that I know here locally that will. Uh, really in, in, enjoy the show and you know listen to the podcast some too. But that's, um, but yeah, it's it's you know some certain things I think have a big crossover feel like Star Wars and uh, some other things. But then, yeah. but you know, but I guess more niche shows like on the CW. Um, yeah, it's I mean, it, you know it's not as easy to do water cooler talk I find than with some of the other other shows. Okay. Is it still niche? Because I feel like every network has at least one superhero show and including the streaming services, they all have their own superhero show. So is it still niche? Or maybe it's just the landscape is just so populated now. It's just people I don't know, maybe it's just you know, maybe folks, you know, with the Netflix shows, they, they think Daredevil or maybe just, uh, you know, MCU, you know, just takes up so much oxygen in the room. Right. It's, there's more, uh, there's more options. So you pick and choose and yeah. it's harder to get people who watch the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like see that. that happening. And I got a confession. I have to say before we progress is, um, so for the like two out of the four seasons of The Flash, it took me two seasons into it to realize that I actually had never seen the pilot episode. Huh. And then I was like, oh wait, I never saw the first episode. So I had to go back and then I rewatched it, but I just had to get that off while we were on this little discussion. You we'll we'll, we'll give you we'll keep a bunch of probationary geek status. I think there's still a few episodes from season one that I haven't seen. Yeah. Just saying. Just, you okay. know, All right. for confessional purposes. That's <laughs> how <laughs> I am about Arrow, so I think we all have our blind spots. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. there's like the full, ha- like, three fourths of Supergirl season one I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, Supergirl, uh, it took me a little bit to get into, but I'm getting into it now, so I'm right there. Yeah, well, let's start off with Supergirl. Why not? Let's do it. Uh, Purity happened this week, Mm -hmm. which, why did she have the same power as um, the Canaries? Why? Why? <laughs> Maybe that's all the special effects budget because it's saying out. Like, seriously. <laughs> hers was, like, at a volume higher or something. Because yeah, your volume didn't need to be turned up, I'll tell you that much. No, she, she just took it to a whole new level, but I was just like, 
seriously, we had the Canaries flight last week, and now they're fighting again this week, and now we have this one. Like, what's with all the yelling? <laughs> a lot of anger. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I like this episode. I think it's better than the few we've had as late. I think that they're... <sighs> I don't know. Like, why did they need to have three world killers? They were doing so great with just Samantha and Rain that why would you multiply and then suddenly make that a thing? Guys, help me out here. Um, well, isn't that the whole reason why the Legion is present on the Earth to, to stop the world killers? I mean, I know, I know there was like the whole Kryptonian, like you know, the the dark religion side, and I, and I thought that was, you know, Rain was going to have an army to basically, you know, conquer conquer the universe. Um, so I thought that was the purpose of the World Killers. Yeah, I thought that was as well. Um. What? <laughs> wait, wait, so the world killers are Rain's army? That's what I thought. I mean, what? They're, are they like her right hand man or something like that? Because well, didn't didn't they refer to one another as like sisters in this episode? They did. They did. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm just. Okay, so did you, Will, yeah. did you just say that the Legion's mission was to come back and stop the world, world killers? Did I well, say that? I, yeah, I did say that. I mean, or I, prevent them from destruction. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was one of their purposes. I mean, why else? I, I don't know, and I might be maybe trying to, ref, thinking back to something I read on Wikipedia as far as in the comics and trying to inflate it to the TV show, but... Um, but I thought that was part of the reason why Monel and and Jupiter Girl came um, back in time to, to to this particular point to help Supergirl fight uh, Rain and, and these other folks, or maybe it was implied. I, I, like I said, maybe I'm just misthinking about um, a story point or bringing something from the comics into into the TV show that's not there. <laughs> I don't know. You asked him the question. <laughs> okay, so so I could have sworn that I just saw something on Twitter that talked about, and if I remember the episode correctly, Monel and Emra were about to say and talk about what their real mission is. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I saw on Twitter that it's somehow linked with bringing Supergirl to the future because of the plague or whatever is going on with the population that they have to return to or else so many people will die because there's, there's also something embedded in their DNA DNA that needs to get to the future. I do remember that conversation. I think I do remember that conversation as well. Right. So that's why I kind of am thrown off because I'm like, I didn't think that they were, (laughs) I, I think it's very like, happenstance that they just arrive right when rain arrives like coincidence but I I don't feel like they they were meant to and plus if I was Emma I would keep Monel far away from Supergirl as possible (laughs) (laughs) the hot commodity (laughs) 
All right, Nick, what did you think about this episode? I thought it was definitely interesting. I personally liked when Manel um, talked with Jan about his whole, like, love situation. I thought that was pretty um, interesting. Um, I didn't expect him to actually see guidance because, well, like we were talking earlier about secrets and how Manel likes to have them. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and then I also like the point between, uh, Kara and Alex, how, um, there's a, it seemed like there was a rift being, uh, created between them because of purity, which I mm-hmm. thought was mm-hmm. interesting as well. Um, just you see two different sides of Alex in that sense, like you, like mm-hmm. we've seen in the past that she can be caring or not, but then you kind of see this more, cold and dark and just like well excuse me for saying this but like cutthroat attitude so <laughs> I've never had somebody ever excuse themselves for saying cutthroat yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. really interesting <laughs> to me I, yeah. I you know, the, I, I liked that, but the moment that they swerved it to back to um, Alex still grieving over her breakup with Maggie, <laughs> how many times are gonna, they gonna play the Maggie card? Like, I didn't like oh. that. I thought I thought they should have kept it cold. They should have kept it like almost personal between Alex and Purity. That would have been kind of nice, but. I mean, it was a, a smart manipulation move by Purity, but at the same time, why not focus it more on issues between Kara and Alex? Like, they don't always have to go back to Maggie. We get it. They broke up. That's a big deal. She's <laughs> going to wind up with a kid by the end of the season. It'll all be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, okay. One other thing happens this episode. <laughs> oh my god, I can't like Lena Lena Lena. <laughs> she knows who Sam is now. She gets it. Yet she still doesn't know who Kara is. She still doesn't know Will. I know. Hello it's, yeah, it's pretty evident. Yes, yes. Um I, I don't I don't I don't get that, but I guess they just have to tease this along for a little no, while longer. Well, another well, season. Yeah, yeah, probably another season or so. It's a little while longer until they can set this up, and you know you'll have the classic uh, Thor L, um, you know. No, Robert. Like, yeah. I okay, <laughs> fine. So continue setting it up for next season, but I swear to God, if that's like season five plot line, I'm gonna be so mad at the show because that's that's too much. Like we've already had small. We understand how this all plays Smallville. We understand how it all plays out. So don't don't do that. Like do your setup and then execute the finish. Yep. But if I feel like sometimes writers are afraid to do that. They're like, no, I'm going to hold it back because the more this progresses, the more invested the viewers are. When really we're just like, Lena's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, surely an idiot. So she she's not, and that's what you don't want us to think about a Luther because Luthers are supposed to be so smart. And... They're making her look like a fool. Plain and simple. <laughs> yeah, they are. And yeah, I, yeah, I have no, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, 
I'd like to, but I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to disagree, but nope. <laughs> if only I could disagree. Yeah. <laughs> if only. If only. Did you guys have anything else that I might have skipped over that you wanted to especially talk about in regards to Supergirl? One point, as far as this, do you think this was a good episode to end before going off to hiatus? No. I'm I'm with Sarah. (laughs) Because it would have been a better episode had we had all three of the world killers and it end with Kara really in the real life seeing all three of them and being in a vulnerable place. Like that would have been a better ending, but we just got purity. Okay. So this, (laughs) it feels like the writers forgot the winter Olympics were going to (laughs) happen. And so they didn't know how to plan out their season. No yeah. gold medal for them. No. Yeah, totally not. Get a bronze. <laughs> uh, I guess it was bronze. before yeah, before the edict that only four CW shows could be on at one time. Wait, because we'll remember back when they had their mid season season finales um, last December. We, mm-hmm. me, you, and Patricia were all unanimous that Supergirl had probably the best one yeah. because of how they ended that with. Kara falling mm-hmm. down and being in mortal danger. Like, that's how you leave us on a cliffhanger, not like, hey, we got one of the three world killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's definitely, definitely, uh, you know, given that they're going to be gone for like two months, so, you know, there was no, I felt there was a lack of momentum uh, when, with, with, with the way things ended. And it would have been better served if they had just started. Legends sooner, quite frankly. Yeah, I think Legends has been, it feels like it has been off for a while, but that's just me. Way to go, Legends. You just ruined another thing I like. (laughs) 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 Uh Alright, let's let's head over to Central City. We got some... Some stuff happening, guys. And Nick, I know that you are just you're you're just waiting to be yep. able to talk about this yep. episode. So I'm gonna let you just start because just I start. don't know what to expect you to say. So just take us through what happened and your thoughts. Well, it's great that you don't expect what I'm gonna say because I don't think I even know. Um, but to answer kind of like a first point that really struck out to me. Um, was will DeVoe's wife be his downfall? And that struck me as really interesting, mm-hmm. um, mainly because I think you could see it's almost like a double-edged um, sword. You could say yes, and you could also say no. Um, in last episode, it seemed more or less like she was very hesitant with her actions in helping him, kind of like you're seeing more of a peaceful side to her and she's seeing more to reason versus hey let's just destroy pretty much um but at the same time you could contradict that and say well that's just her covering something up in my own eyes that's what i think um will yeah you could yeah um you know, with the there was a lot of talk earlier about whether or not um, Marlies was going to was going to flip on the vote, and 
with the collection of the bus meadows that he is that devotes engaging in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and just the since the this, the the way that you know the look that she gave uh, Dominic last week, and then just kind of her horror as she was like watching the video of of the uh, vote just killing all the meadows there in the the bus meadows there in the mm-hmm. bridge. I you know earlier I felt that she was going to ride it out with him, but mm-hmm. now I'm starting to tiptoe back to that she actually might flip. Um, and just because of the uh, just a senseless you know killing of all these people mm-hmm. um, just so that he can you know ultimately you know preserve his own life um, and you know got some touches up on that uh, I think it was this week's episode where he was when they were were, were talking and and he, she brought up, you know, she kept thinking about the same song over and over again to shield mm-hmm. her thoughts. Mm-hmm. So that to me was like, hmm, okay, she, she, she's having some second thoughts about what's going on here because she is guarding her thoughts from, from, from him. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm not. I'm sorry to turn a little bit that she actually may flip, flip on him and, and help out very conquer him towards the end of the season. Yeah. If she just has to stop drinking the champagne. Yeah. That he <laughs> offers. <laughs> well, that he that he offers after he dumped some of the, the tears in. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? I saw that. Yes. Yeah. That so that tells me that Dominic not only did he read her thoughts, but also he's in the back of his mind he's like I love this woman, but I have to keep her in check. And mm-hmm. so he figured out a way to do that. And, okay, Becky, at the end there, did she just, like, rip off Amunet's look or something? Because I swear, <laughs> she comes back and she's just, like, the pony, high ponytail, all black. And I'm like, did you just jump Amunet or something? Like, that's weird. Yeah, it was pretty weird, yeah. <laughs> I think she did. That wasn't... Definite interesting ending. <laughs> I I just okay. So Sarah, I got a question for you. What is it with this chair? Like, well, it's creepy. I loved it, by the way. I loved it. The the chair. Oh yeah. And how it just so happens to have Cisco's ability to jump from place to place anytime <laughs> randomly, and nobody seems to see it. <laughs> that's what. That's honestly what really bothers me. Or nobody like, talks about it. <laughs> well, in the, no, it's just that, like in this episode, it didn't really. It, it was more. Um, it, it was in the prison yard, so of course nobody really saw it. But in previous episodes, it's literally come out in the middle of Central City, and buses and taxis are driving by, and I'm just like, really, yeah. really. We'll see. So, We've talked about this before. Central City, you know, if it's a meta or if it's, you know, things like that are just like, oh, just run the mill, kind of like, oh, oh, there goes the flash, or there goes the flying chair. <laughs> it's no big but deal. It, it's just another day in Central City. It doesn't, it, it hovers. Yeah. And it, it leaps time 
the transports. Like, I don't really understand what it does, but it does not fly. No. In this episode, at least, it didn't fly. In previous ones, it has. Like, again, very much like this season, what I'm finding (laughs) to be really annoying is that it's not only that we have so many metas, but the metas continue to get more powers that fit perfectly that allows us to have the happy ending at the end of the day. Like, seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly just completely change his body and his voice and everything. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. Everything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... The inconsistencies have lessened to some degree. Not much, but... They have thrown consistency out the window, Will. Yeah. Out the freaking window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, well, it's better than it was to, than the first part of the season. Not, not, not that I'm saying you know much. What, and you know what they keep doing, which is annoying to me, is they keep going back to Ralph and back to his, well, not to take the word away, but inconsistencies. Him saying, hey, I want to be a superhero. Next, like, 20 minutes later, hey, I don't want to be a superhero. Yeah. They didn't, didn't they do that, um... Like two episodes ago, cool. yeah, when, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and it was just the same thing. And then he talked with Barry, and then oh, everything's perfectly happy. Let's go save the world again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I've, I've not been a fan of Ralph since he was introduced. Um, I am slowly warming on him, but at, but yeah, you you're you're spot on Nick as far as that whole like you know am I or not or I'm not one and then then of all people to like you know give him a kick in the you know superhero butt it was Killer Frost (laughs) which (laughs) which, was interesting yeah that's like okay she we don't even know you know talk about inconsistent like character here Um, you know they still haven't settled on on you know what her role is in all this, other than to be, you know, the you know, other than to be, you know, Hulk out. It seems know. like she's becoming more of the decision maker now that Barry's been gone. Because every time that they've had a tough decision to make, it feels like they've almost resorted to bringing Killer Frost in. Yeah. Like when um, in the episode was it um. Where there is captives, I'm not forgetting, the, or I'm forgetting the name right now. But they, her and Cisco went and they got trapped. But it wasn't oh, yeah. Caitlin; it was Killer Frost. Yeah, but both both Cisco and Caitlin didn't save the day in that. So I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't argue that they like pull her. I would not. I disagree that she's becoming the decision maker because for a lot of episodes excluding this one mm-hmm. people like Cisco and Harry have constantly been screaming things at her yeah. to prompt prompt Killer, Killer Frost, Frost to come out because yeah, they really. see the need for her she doesn't decide this is the first time actually that we've seen Caitlin make that decision and girl went it very went about it very brutally yeah. like, <laughs> like yeah. they it was should awesome. have put a disclaimer about self-harm at the beginning so, of the totally. Like, that's not the best message to send young girls, guys. No, that's no. the best thing they I mean, like. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they've been not sending good messages between having two men yell at Caitlin to change, and then now the self-harm. It's, yeah, 
Yeah. It's, yeah. They need interesting. To... <laughs> it's just that they they and talk about setting up a great character and then shelving her. Yes. Like literally putting her on the shelf and be like, we're gonna wait for later. Like as we set up Lena Luther. <laughs> <laughs> but how much later can we go? It's apparently an exorbitant amount of time because they're they have made the decision they just don't want us to realize this that we are gonna never see a true killer frost villainous persona be a big bad for an entire season of the flash they ain't gonna ever happen closest thing we'll have it was earth was season two but yeah. It, but it wasn't our Caitlin. and because they've already decided that they don't know what to do with her so they're just using her as needed and and meanwhile Cisco's being treated the same way don't know what he did to piss off the writers yeah he's not getting anything to be honest it seems like it's a lackluster situation no but they, they conveniently allow Ralph to obtain new powers that not only allows him to save the day, but also allows him to break Barry out of prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so, so, so I think I think the ire, all of this being directed towards Iris West oh. on Twitter, is is being, is misplaced. It should really be, and it should be like placed on the Ralph character because, yeah, you guys are right. I mean, all the here lately, he is the one who's been like quote unquote. Saving today, with a you know with an assist from Harry, uh, you know with whenever you know whenever mm-hmm. he, he saved him from tricksters. But um, I don't know why they're like force. You know, it's sort of like what they did with uh, with Julian last season. They're like forcing these new characters on us. Uh, but at least at least Ralph Dimney is you know uh, you know is part of the canon and stuff, but even but even this version of Ralph is not like truly like the, the, the Ralph out of the comics. Um but um still it's just, you know okay, fine, if you want to introduce new characters, great. But don't don't do it to the point where you're sacrificing the original characters, recurring characters, yeah, supporting characters to do that. Yeah, I think they could go about it in a completely different tone that it doesn't undermine the main um, main characters I would agree with you there because it doesn't feel like um, maybe it's just me but it doesn't feel like Joe has been involved in this season a lot whatsoever at least in my eyes it doesn't Iris really hasn't been in much she's just kind of like the damsel in distress yeah. Well, I don't know if she's too much. No, not damsel in no. distress. Maybe not that, but. <laughs> no, she's just. All she, does, she doesn't have. She doesn't. Iris, the problem with Iris is she does not have a life outside of Star Labs. Thank you. <laughs> but where? But in seasons one and two, she was a reporter, and all of a sudden it's now out the window? Yeah, pretty well, much. She still is a reporter. We just don't get to see it. Yeah. You we have to pretend. <laughs> my imagination great <laughs> yeah you you just have to pretend because yeah she's she's not constantly being placed at risk um they're keeping her very secure in star labs if, and i think we've seen 
like she owned the crossover this mm. year. Yeah. I think she did yes. very well in the crossover this year. And I don't understand why there's a lot of hate for Iris. She's a newlywed and her husband got sent to jail. She gonna do anything to get him out. Yep. She did mm-hmm. not she was going to say his identity out loud in court. That's how far she was willing to go. Yep. Oh, yeah. I don't fault her. Nope. Um I just I just thought it was very convenient that they're like, hey, guys, we're going to give Ralph this power, and that's how we're going to get Barry out of prison. Like, really? That couldn't happen last week or yeah. next week? Like, why don't I? And I still will. I still think my crazy theory this season. Hey, there are no Cecile, crazy theories. Well, my theory is that Cecile's baby is... Um, what it what it Dominic like in a weird way they have the same power it's just weird to me yeah they do yeah but we know unfortunately you know Cecile's baby's demise unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) we know his end story if that is if your theory is correct but you were killing you were you were were killing Joe like you know every every episode last 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 season Sarah so (laughs) Well, you know what? If Joe had died last season, better season, and this season, he wouldn't feel, like, so underused. Yeah. He's barely been used at all in this season, so it's pretty much like that. And we have not seen Jay Garrick at all. Well, we know he's showing up at some point because... Because uh, Will just told us. Yes. And, <laughs> yes, thanks, thanks, thanks to Twitter and, you know... He, uh, and John Wesley Shipp, like, you know, posting photos of him working out, getting back into shape for the role. And he confirmed it, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, another bromance going on over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to say about The Flash? It's frustrating. Yes. You, Nick, what happened? Because before the show, you promised me positivity. Like, no, hey, no. Frustrating could be in either way, but it's it's a it's a good, I'd say, frustrating because it's like I I have expectations and it's like those have not been met yet. So it's like maybe there is something to look forward to in these coming weeks, months, even. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Will they come? Who knows? But <laughs> I get you. I get you. I mean, you know, you really enjoy the show, and it's frustrating, especially when we had the you know the great seasons of you know one, and even now season two is actually looking pretty and you know looking pretty good in comparison yeah. to uh, you know what we had in season three. Season no, four, season yeah, season four. I, I, I'm still I I, I I have hope. I mean, it, it's been a good season. It's been a great season. I agree with that. I mean, and if so, here's my thing: if they stop trying to force Ralph into like this role, I think it could be better. To be honest, mm-hmm. but so so, are you saying that you want Ralph to go devote sooner or later? <laughs> um, I think it would make it a lot more intriguing if he went devote kind of sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, you guys have your own opinions, I'm well, sure. 
Well, once you go Devo, you don't go back. <laughs> oh my god, that's my new favorite thing to say. That's, that's awesome. Yes. Oh, that's gonna awesome, go Devo. <laughs> and you and you do like that chair, so. Yeah. I don't. It is so weird to me. Like there is no. It, it feels like it's from the future, and it, it oh, just oh. boggles my mind. Hey, maybe. Hey, Sarah, you might be onto something there. Yeah, like, and it goes into my conspiracy about Cecile's face. <laughs> oh, we're looping back maybe, to the maybe, conspiracy. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's Mystery Girl's chair, and he co-opted it. I don't, I don't know. And who the heck is Mystery Girl? Well, you know about Oh, Mystery Girl is a Mystery Girl. I see. Yeah, where the heck is she? Like, they had a great tease a few weeks ago with her in um, uh, the coffee shop. Yep. Why am I thinking? Jitters. Mm-hmm. And yes. they just left that door wide open, wide open. And, and they haven't gone back to her since. No, no. Oh, look, we have ten more episodes to go, y'all. Be, be patient. No. Be patient. Oh, and I did see that Jesse Quick is coming back. For yeah. Uh, oh, is she? Yeah. But Wally's not. Wally's no, gone. because Wally's got to go over to Legends. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a pretty. I think that's a smart move. Very. Send him there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're that's not going to use him. <laughs> if he stood around here, he would obviously go devote, and he didn't want to do that, so he yeah. jumped ship. He literally jumped ship. I, I think I think what just bothers me about the Flash this season is they had a really good thing going with the thinker. They really did a good setup job, and then in the second half of the season, I feel like they're just stretching it too thin. Pun intended, if you're going to go the... Yeah. <laughs> Ralph route. Ralph route, yeah. But it's just... And now it's like he, he... The character is switching bodies, and you're... Yeah, now there's like two of him, and, isn't there? Because well, there's Dominic, and then there's... Um, I'm pretty sure Dominic died. I think Dominic died. died, yeah. He's now a... Yeah. yeah. Did he die? Yeah, yeah because yeah. he was slumped over in the chair. Yeah, they're all... All the, all the other bus is there in, in the yard are dead. Yeah, and it, it kind of it feels like, I mean, The Flash is known for doing this with their villains. Like, the villains of many faces, and if you watch Game of Thrones, DeVoe is pretty much in line with the many-faced god religion. <laughs> and, and that's what I don't appreciate it like this, because if you want to exchange villains, why not do what Arrow did this week? Why not go that route? Ooh. Oh. Because I think Arrow did a good job. I did too, like, actually. I like it was of the shows this week. It was my, my the highlight for me was this week. Well, let's get in and talk about Arrow, and then we'll circle back to Black Lightning. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. So, so explain why Arrow's switch worked versus what the Flash did this week. Um, it was just the just the way. To get to your point, the way that Arrow season has has built the threat of Caden of James, and we talked about this some last week, was like who's you know who's the more clever villain, you know James or 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 Devote. Um, and uh, well, as last week I said it was James. This week was like um. Actually, he's not. James <laughs> <laughs> got played. He got played, but. But the way that they built that up to where it was how the 
he team arrow to turn against each other. You know, basically exploiting the fault lines that were already there in the team, mm-hmm. and having build on that distrust and you know to the point where they did finally did break up, even though they still begrudgingly work together. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of Dinah, but. Uh, um, but it just, it just, it was just, it, 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 you know, I know some people got frustrated with, you know, with the on again, off again, all the back and forth drama. But it, it was just, it, it, it was just good storytelling as far as just work, you know, building all those faults, um, you know, trying to figure out what was the motivations for why he had it out against Oliver, and and then at building this this team to to take out Team Arrow. Mm-hmm. And then once we thought like, oh, we, once it was revealed that, you know, Caden was played, think that Oliver killed his son. And, and then we just had that ending where we're sitting there. You think you, know, you, figure, you, think you have ferreted out the, the traitor and then all, all of a sudden it's Richard Dragon, you know, Ricardo Diaz. You didn't know? Like, like when did you literally figured it out in that last scene? No, I mean, I figured it out during an episode that it wasn't, like, obviously not Canary or anybody else. I mean, I figured it had to be Diaz, because I think it was, okay. uh, I, I, okay. yeah, yeah. But it was yeah. just the way it was executed. It was just executed well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, prior to this episode, I would never have thought, like, well, because you, you forget about Richard. Like, mm-hmm. he's just in the background yeah. being villainous, and they're not utilizing him, and you're so focused on everything else that ha- is happening there that allowed them to pull off this sort of trick. Yeah. Nick, what about you? What did you think about um, the switch of the villains? Well, I'm going to be honest and I was not able to actually watch this episode this week. Um, I'm actually recovering from uh, being sick. So through the middle of the week, I got sick and no, do continue though. No, I'm actually taking notes by the way. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, like, like what you were saying, Will. I, I had figured it out pretty early on in the episode, and I was kind of waiting for it. But the the whole team dynamics, it was annoying. I'm sort of getting used to it, and I kind of like how now even Dinah's not really aligned with. Um, what what her team mates want to do because she's on a vengeance vengeance tour and yep. she's gonna kill Black Siren and I kind of want to see that happen I just, like deep down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I know there's like this bit, I know there's like a lot of traffic out there about this whole Black Siren redemption. And I'm, I'm just like, you know, you know, it's not necessary for every every like bad actor to be redeemed. No, it's fine. Can the villains stay the villains? Like, <laughs> no, they have to be I? good. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. I just, I, I, I mean, I mean, what would be the point of it? Like, then she's suddenly on Team Arrow, or suddenly Quentin has his happy ending, or like, I, I don't know why you would even want it. The only point of it is really. The way I see it is that they spent the first se- the first half of the season building Caden's team, mm-hmm. and now the second half it it begins to unravel very much similarly to how 
Oliver's team has unraveled due to distrust and yeah. due to other issues and circumstances. And so you, you see each, like that parallel is pretty strong and pretty good. I just, I don't understand how many times Quentin Lance can lose a daughter. Like he does this to himself at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like yeah. stop adopting kids. Stop adopting kids. Stop, you know, just because, remember, this is a doppelganger. Just because she looks like your daughter, she's not your daughter. <laughs> don't, I don't, don't, know. It could, don't, don't tempt yourself to go back to the bottle, Quentin. Yeah, and I mean, for all he knows, Black Siren isn't even a doppelganger. She devote. Okay? She <laughs> devote. <laughs> 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 I. Okay, well, another thing that stood out about this episode, what the heck is going on with Oliver's trial? Oh, we just forget, you know, he's, he's, I'm glad that they have just basically tabled that sort of, that part of the story. I mean, it may, it may reappear later in the season, um, but it, it, it's, I mean, they have enough, there's enough going on in those 43 minutes that it, it's, it's okay that it's, not being dealt with on the screen. Now, granted, it might be good if there were like a throwaway line just to say, you know, I got, you know, just remind us that he, he still has these charges pending. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and maybe, you know, maybe we will, we'll get that after, after the break. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, it, it the things are kind of cluttered as it is. I don't know if they need to clutter it up any, anymore by bringing it back. You know, at least right now, the way things are, are, are sort of being rolled out in the season. Right, right. I mean, after all, they did clearly also out loud, outlawed being a vigilante in Star City, and yet all of the vigilantes are out and about constantly. Yeah. Like, there's no fear <laughs> that I could get arrested because, oh, Oliver's been arrested out on bail and he's still not in jail. He's a puzzle law. Apparently. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I really like this season of Arrow. A few nitpicks, but. Oh, what is going on with William? Oh, he's all, he's all, yeah, he, all is forgiven. Dad, go do your, go do your thing, Dad. Just, just don't get killed, but I'm behind you 100%. I mean, that's pretty much where we are at this point. I mean, after Felicity's, you know, great stepmom talk and showing that William what was going on out there in the field after, you know, a couple episodes ago, he's, he's on, he's, he's on board. No, no, he said he ran out of the arrow cave because he was saved. Like scared, and he ran out to Oliver into the field. Even though Felicity gave him that speech two episodes ago. I think he. Well, you know, actually, when I, when I saw that, honestly, when I when I was watching the episode, I, I had this moment where I was thinking, "Oh gosh, he's going to grow up and be just like his father." <laughs> I did. He, he he was playing with that arrow. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I, I I have to admit I, I, that's the that was the true thought that went through my head during I was watching that scene. I kind of remember telling you that that was going to happen a few weeks ago, yeah, and might. you didn't believe me. Yeah, well, I well, you know, Sarah, you just have you you, you planted the seed, and it's def- and it, and, 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 it, and, it, and it sprouted last Thursday night. 
just have to continue with that metaphor, right? You can't let it die. I've already started. I might as well finish it. I don't know. I mean, I just, I thought it was, we were talking about inconsistencies before with Uh characters and how the writers tend to resolve an issue only in the very next episode. Be like, no, this is still an issue, even though we have that conversation. So I I wish they didn't do that. Like, guys, seriously, read the scripts. Yeah, Yeah, but you you should have an ombudsman on your team who, like, is responsible for, you know, reminding you about continuity in your storytelling. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they have the people who do that in terms of, like, you put your towel here so when they do the next shot, pick it up from here or, or have it in your hand and everything. But... But why don't they do that in terms of, guys, so remember when Felicity gave that speech? Yeah. <laughs> sort of already resolved. <laughs> don't come back to it ever. Yeah, yeah, just let it go. And and I am so shocked that we didn't have, like, at least a 30-second moment where Oliver gives Felicity and um, Thea sort of, like, the arrow face because... Guys, like, seriously, you're not going to watch the kid. Like, he just gets up and walks away. Like, he's not a yeah. ninja. <laughs> not a ninja. Nice. He's a little Oliver, don't you? <laughs> or are you told me? Well, we'll see. I, I'm very curious now. I, I think introducing, setting up Richard Dragon, uh, like, that leaves you a mystery to go out on. Mm-hmm. Viewers want to know more about why he has not only is going after Oliver or the city, but why he went after Caden. Like he's been planning this for a while now, it seems like. So, well, I think he used Caden as a means to an end, to obviously mm-hmm. to 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 get things to this point, and now he's ready. You know, since Caden's role was has you know, I get, I, I assume. Dragon was, you know, whenever the money was being wired, he was enabled to use, that was getting wired to an account that uh, that he has access to. So maybe he's, you know, his, his goal is to bankrupt the city and next is to take out Oliver as well. But Caden gave the um, money back to Oliver. Oh, that's right, yeah. I forgot that. Sorry. <laughs> Did anybody I watched the episode, but it's been, I, only watched, I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, so I only watched it one time, so I missed that point. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. My bad. No. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I'm on a roll right now. You are. <laughs> You're on a roll. <laughs> All right. Well, no, you, well, don't worry, because now we get to talk about Black Lightning, and you get to school me on everything. <laughs> I want to hear Will's perspective on this. <laughs> Will, what yeah. is the tailor's name? Uh, it is uh, Peter. Peter, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Tell us about the episode. <laughs> Just dive right in. So this episode, well, the first is um, the, uh, the whole green light drugs, um, which that whole sequence where the student was, like, taking the drugs and, like, Oh, in the bathroom. In the bathroom, and he was like, mm-hmm. he had this super, you know, it was like PCP or, you know, all like steroids. <laughs> <laughs> or something where his veins are just bulging out. Yeah. Tobias having to come to grips that 
oh, Black Lightning is is here, and he fell, and um, I love that Jennifer, scene between, yeah, between Tobias and Lady Eve. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> What the it, heck was she doing with that body? I don't, <laughs> don't even want to know. I don't want to know. Well, I was sitting there watching that scene, and it was, you know, she was, I, I don't know if she was embalming him. or Well, his eyes kept, uh, his, I don't know if he was like, it was tor- if she was torturing this poor, this poor soul. I don't think or, he was alive at that point. <laughs> I don't know, but. The eyes opened up. The eyes, I know they did, but that's so disturbing. <laughs> it was very disturbing, and. You know, Lady E was just, you know, she was just casually talking, to, you know, basically. I love her. Yeah, to, to <laughs> Tobias and how Tobias was screwed up. And he, yeah, it was, it was that moment where he, you know, you could see the fear in Tobias's eyes when he, when Lady E was talking to him because he, could, he was just like, I could be that next person on this table to where she is, like, doing whatever she is to this guy. <laughs> She's going to be doing that to me. I feel like that's how she creates her manservants. Because remember when you first introduced her? Like, she comes in and there's those two people that mm-hmm. are very statu- statuesque, yeah. like, behind her. Mm-hmm. And okay. I kind of feel like th- we were shown a glimpse into how that occurs. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, or that, or she's just, maybe, or she's just, you know, we all, you know, someone always in these organizations have to report to someone else, and and she is just, you know, reminding Tobias, not only just through her words, but through her deeds, that (laughs) I'm your boss. And you lied on your resume. And you lied on your resume. (laughs) That was great. Yeah, that was so great. That was so great. It was like they were having just such a casual but yet threatening conversation while she was just doing this. She was just, yeah. it was like, she was just having a cup of coffee other than it was not a cup of coffee. <laughs> well, everybody has their routines, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. this was her Sunday morning routine, and she had to, she's not going to stop everything because Tobias screwed up, and she yeah. doesn't, she wants him to clean his up his mess, like... True, true. <laughs> yeah. Can't but, alter. So, yeah. about this green light drug. Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't help but notice, like, every few scenes, like, in the background, they were playing, like, the green light drug music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a song. And, and it, I thought to myself, what they really need to do, because now I have to remember his name, is Jennifer's boyfriend, Khalil. Can we get a song so that I know how to A, pronounce the name, and I actually remember it? <laughs> hey, we know it now. Khalil. Well, Khalil, Khalil is going to... I, I think we are setting up for... Uh, we're going to definitely have to remember him, because he is definitely going to... Do more to just be the super track star that he was going to be before. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so clever. I yeah. really liked that because yeah. I was, I, I at the end of this episode, if they had not set that up, I would have been like, I really want Jennifer to go to boarding school <laughs> <laughs> and take all of her crappy high school drama with her and just get out of this. <laughs> this story for a little bit because she annoying but now 
I, I appreciated how both of them were reacting differently to his injury. Mm-hmm. And you can see how if the writers pull the string forward the right way, it could lead to a lot of future issues um, considering who Khalil is to not only Jennifer, but to her family, to the school and to um, to Jefferson as both a dad and a principal. And and so I think that's really clever of them to do. I'm still not really getting how that truth is going to be manipulated into him believing that it is Black Lightning's fault. But, you know, well, remember that night. Black Lightning, you know, he was there. Right. And, you know, all the, you know, it's one of those, like, it's chicken and the egg. It's like, you know, yeah, there's a lot of problems in in Friedland, but, you know, Black Lightning is supposed to be the savior who's supposed to come back and clean up the streets. He's back to clean up the streets. But yet, he had a massive fail where the Reverend and Khalil both, you know, suffered you know, tragic, uh, tragic outcomes while he was there, you know, to protect them. And if he was supposed to be this great, great protector, you know, he should have like seen this, seen this coming and, and not allow me, not, not allow for, you know, Khalil to get shot. And, and, um, and also, um, it, you know, especially when he had so much going for him. And then, you know, he's lost it all. And, but that, this, this benefactor all of a sudden shows up and, you know, say, I would take care of the kid. And, you know, Tobias, you know, as we've seen so far, he can't, despite his failures, he can't be very persuasive. <laughs> right. And I think that's a, that's a great point you bring up though about, um, it, it reminds me about how people, worship God and then something bad happens to them and suddenly they despise God and or their religion Yeah. Um, because he, he's supposed to be a protector. He should have something like this person or my family, whatever happened shouldn't have happened, but it did. And it's, and it happened to me. So suddenly their hero becomes the villain in their eyes. Um, and I think that's a very, interesting approach to do to a superhero but it goes into what we always talk about with like god complexes Mm -hmm. that these heroes have like i can save everyone but sometimes you can't and sometimes that's why the public will both praise you and despise you simultaneously it's very interesting yeah well one other thing about this too is unlike the other shows and i think goes to the you know the question that has been kicked about quite a bit, especially now since this Black Lightning is on the air, is whether or not these shows belong in the Arrowverse. This show belongs in the Arrowverse or not. And one thing I like about Black Lightning is uh, the stakes. And, you know, we talk about this quite a bit, Sarah. Mm-hmm. It feels that this show is more grounded, has actual real, more, not comic book stakes, but like actual real life, life and death stakes for Jefferson's actions or inactions and, 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 you know, being Black Lightning. 
Right. They haven't gone to vote. They haven't. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to go to vote. <laughs> I hope they don't. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Lady Eve is working for DeVoe. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrifying. You just see her with the... With the creepy chair? With the yeah. creepy chair, yeah. No, she just, she just comes floating in on it or hovering in on it. Everybody's doing it, so why not? Why, why exactly. Not? Everybody's doing it. What about you, Nick? What are some of your big takeaways from um, this episode of Black Lightning? Well, I like how it's more like Will was kind of getting in on um, how it's more like it has like a personal feel to it. Like you could see this actually happening in real life. Versus, like, actually in the comic book. I really like that aspect because, I mean, there's drugs out there and whatnot. And, I mean, you're not going to have someone in a bathroom going Hulk. But um, I think that it it just has a real sense of, like, realism to it. And um, I think that's something that sometimes you see kind of steered away from in... Um, shows because they're scared sometimes to uh like show the facts and show the truths and i think that black lightning's been doing that so far um they're not picking a good side or bad side so to speak right mm-hmm. i would like to point out though that i understand the praise for this show being grounded it is still season one very and I true. feel like yeah. all of the shows have kind of come out and received similar praises during their first season. And as the years go on, that's when the DeVoe crap happens. <laughs> <laughs> the DeVoe happens or it just gets stale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do the same tricks. <laughs> or yeah. repetitive or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so it's, but it is refreshing to have and, you know, time will tell if they kill it. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about talking about repetitive, I don't know if you guys have um, watched the show um, Supernatural. Yes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how they can be on season whatever they are in doing the same stuff. It seems like they've just done the same stuff over and over again. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter because their fan base is so strong that, that. <laughs> and they do the conventions. And it's at this point, it's not even the characters or the show that sells it. It is Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Those two at the conventions, I've seen the videos, are freaking mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. And regardless if this, the viewers are like, oh god, this is the same thing over and over again. They don't care. They just want to support them. It's kind of the way I feel about a lot of the shows. Like, I could say the same thing about Arrow. I've said the same thing about The Flash, yet mm-hmm. they're at this point now a part of my TV family, and unless they do something really, really, really stupid, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay watching to the end, stick through it. It's, oh, yeah. it's all loyalty, Nick. Loyal. <laughs> no, no, no. Hey, I watched Supernatural too. I was just curious, um, and I was just thinking, just like that's something that I've never thought about. Is even though it is repetitive, is it to a point? And you rose a really good point, and it's like the loyalty, and it's beyond just the repetitiveness um, of a show. So that was a really good point, actually. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't You're know welcome. What's going on there. <laughs> I, 
So we also got to see um, Anissa. So she's, I, I kind of like what they did. They had her go and try to get some justice. Mm-hmm. And now her father is on on alert because something else is going on in the city. And I like how he's kind of under the impression that it's all connected yep. when really it's just his other daughter going out and trying to play superhero. Yep. Yeah, that was where I, I, that was a very well executed, going to lead to the ultimate like intersection of the two of them out on the streets. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and you know it'll be a, it'll be interesting to see how Jefferson will you know how how he will react and will he um, juxtapose with his with his ex wife or. Separated wife. I can't. I think are they are they divorced or they, they are divorced. They are divorced. Yeah. They are divorced. Yeah, it's hard she, to tell. It's hard to tell. Leave. Yeah, it's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> yes, and and this episode it was particularly hard to tell, and then it got even more confusing because the vice principal is hidden on the principal. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> I, okay, good. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's like. <laughs> Like seeing that, this is like the tension in that room. It just like this jumps off the screen. Tension. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. But uh, yeah. Well, you know. But uh, get into my point before I digress. Um. Um. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I know. I know. It's late. Oh gosh. Uh, it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Jefferson. Uh, Reacts the same way that she does to his, you know, black lightning. I I just felt like that was such a weird phone conversation between them that when he reaches out, she's just like, "I'm sorry, I'm really busy," and yeah. she's just standing alone in a hallway. <laughs> like, yeah, what is on the other side of that door? Because yeah. I feel well, on the like, other side of the door is the, the assistant principal for him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Or for her, you never know. Or for her, yeah, yeah. Like I, I still think Peter and Ling got it on at one point. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> that is my crazy black lightning theory. <laughs> so, speaking of Peter, last episode we were teased that he doesn't want Jefferson to know that Tobias is still alive. Or maybe not even alive, but just around and connected to all of this, um, which is interesting. And then in this episode, it was reconfirmed. Like, even part of the reason why Tobias lied on his resume is because he was fed this information that Black Lightning died, like, on the table. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I kind of feel like I like... Does Jefferson think that Tobias died, or does he just think that he he got taken care of? Like, like why is he so blinded to Tobias being involved in all of this? I don't. I think it's you know he's been so busy focusing on the underlings that I don't know if he's had a chance to you know put together the pieces that 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 is Tobias that's behind all this with the one hundred. Right. Because, you know, all, you know, because even whenever with, um, uh, Lala, uh, you know, Lala didn't, when he was confronted by Black Lightning, he didn't, like, spill that it was Tobias, you know? 
Mm-hmm. That was behind this, or even whenever he was talking to Jefferson, you know, when Jefferson paid a lot of, you know, when they had that conversation early on, uh, in either episodes one or two, you know, again, it, it, the whole issue of the 100, um, you know, who's the, who's the power and the, the behind the 100 in, in, in Friedland, you know, hasn't really, uh, you know, Jefferson hasn't put that piece together and, and the police, Inspector Anderson hasn't either. Hasn't either. Yeah. We, we didn't see him at all this episode. No, we didn't. Wait, 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 did we see him at dinner? Maybe. Yeah, it was just that weird, like, dinner party they had. Uh, I think their dinner last week was far weirder. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, do you have anything else you want to say about Black Lightning? No, I think think I'm covered, at least. (laughs) Will, are you good? I'm good. All right. Well, that's it, you guys. We like... Nick, why don't you tell listeners where they can find you? All right. Well, um, you can follow... Follow me on Twitter at Sergeant Lemon Seven. Um, as Will stated earlier, I'm part of the original Flash family, um, and yeah, that's basically where I'm most found at. <laughs> Will, where can listeners find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M Polk. That's at W I L L M P O L K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. And you can also find us on the CastBox Android app. Good night. Geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>